Welcome to Your Health To Go, brought to you by Demystifying Your Health, providing the clarity that you need. I'm Ashley Wood, registered nurse and author, your host. In each episode, we take a health topic that's important to you and break it down into easy to understand information. We also discuss the most common treatments and preventative techniques. Thank you for joining me today. Let's get started. Today's topic is ALS. If you hear the term ALS, what is the first thing that you think of? For some, it might be Lou Gehrig. Others might think of Stephen Hawking. Still others might think of the Ice Bucket Challenge. Unless you personally know someone with ALS, most of us don't really know what it is and the significant impact it has on the lives of the people it affects. So, what is it? And how is it treated? A myotrophic lateral sclerosis, or ALS, is a disease that affects the nervous system, causing the cells to gradually break down and eventually die. Due to the way the disease progresses, it gets worse over time and causes severe disabilities for those who are affected by it. No specific cause has been identified, however, and it's estimated that 5 to 10% of the cases are inherited. There are several other possible causes being researched. Genetic mutation is one consideration. Another is chemical imbalances because people with ALS have high levels of glutamate, which helps to transmit messages around the brain, and too much of it has been shown to be toxic to some types of nerve cells. Some researchers think that when your immune system doesn't function properly, it attacks a person's normal cells, and this can lead to nerve cell death. There is also a thought that when proteins are misused by nerve cells, this causes them to accrue in the cells, which ultimately destroys them. Whatever the cause, most people die three to five years after ALS symptoms first appear. Since ALS is a progressive disease, it starts out with mild symptoms that worsen over time. Some of the most common initial symptoms include intermittent muscle twitching, weakness in one limb, or slurred speech. Over time, symptoms include difficulty walking or doing everyday activities, tripping or falling, weakness in a whole limb or part of one, weakness in your hands that causes you to be unable to grasp things, difficulty swallowing, muscle cramps due to the twitching, and difficulty holding your head up and maintaining proper posture. ALS doesn't affect your bowel or bladder function senses, or capability to think. As the disease progresses to later stages, it can cause breathing complications from the muscles that you use to breathe becoming paralyzed after the nerve cells in that area no longer function. Due to this, respiratory failure is the most common cause of death for people with ALS. Besides breathing difficulties, people eventually lose the ability to speak or eat. Also, memory loss and decreased decision-making abilities are common resulting in dementia. ALS can be diagnosed from a variety of methods, but the impairment can't be undone. Thankfully, there are some options to help slow the progression and decrease the likelihood of complications. Both of these allow people with ALS to be more independent and have a comfortable lifestyle longer than they would be able to without any treatment. There are two medications currently on the market designed to specifically treat it. One is a pill that is thought to help lessen the amount of glutamate in the person's brain. The other is an intravenous or IV infusion that has been shown to help preserve 
the person's ability to participate in activities of daily function for longer periods of time. In addition to these, doctors can prescribe medications to help with muscle cramps, spasms, constipation, fatigue, excessive salivation or phlegm, pain, depression, sleep problems, and uncontrolled outbursts. In addition to medications, your doctor may recommend seeing different types of therapists to help with breathing exercise and evaluate if you need assistance from a machine to help you breathe, physical therapy to help with mobility issues, occupational therapy to help find ways for you to remain independent, speech therapy to allow you to be able to communicate, nutritionists to help you stay healthy, and psychological or social therapy to help you deal with a variety of emotions that you may have regarding your disease and its progression. A key part of dealing with ALS is to allow yourself time to grieve. It's essential to remain hopeful and not solely focus on the physical limitations. A great way to cope is to join a support group. Once you've gotten beyond the stage of your initial diagnosis, it's important to plan for your future medical care. For those who have the inherited form of ALS, there's nothing you could have done that would have prevented the disease from occurring. A few other factors are unable to be changed, such as age or gender. It's more common for someone between the ages of 40 to 60 to be diagnosed with ALS. Also, under the age of 70, it's more common in men than women. There are a few things that you can do to help prevent ALS. A big risk factor is smoking. This is especially true for women after menopause, so don't smoke. Exposure to environmental toxins has been revealed to be linked to the development of the disease, but not any specific chemical has been identified as the main culprit. This is why it's important to limit your exposure to different chemicals. Also, serving in the military has been associated with an increased risk of ALS, but it's unclear as to why this is the case. ALS is not something that anyone would want to have, but with research continuing, there is hope for the future to not only treat it, but prevent it. If you have any questions or concerns about ALS, please speak with your doctor. If you would like more information, please visit the ALS Association's page. Thank you for spending some time with me today. If you found the material to be valuable and helpful, please tell your friends about us. We're on social media, so like and follow us there to stay up to date on our latest information. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter on our website. Stay healthy, and please join us next time on Your Health To Go. Now, time for the legal statement. Please keep in mind that the content we provide is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified competent health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on Your Health To Go or seen on the Demystifying Your Health site. Demystifying Your Health does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned. Reliance on any information provided by Demystifying Your Health, its employees, others appearing at the invitation of Demystifying Your Health, or other visitors to the site is solely at your own risk. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately.